There will be a familiar face at Boston Bruins training camp as Denton Heinen has signed a professional tryout offer. And Brad Marchand is certainly talking and acting like the next captain of the Boston Bruins. We're going to talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things Spoke B. Today is Wednesday, September 6th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day, free and available on your favorite podcast app, on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. Enter promo code LockedOnNHL and get a free water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, I promise you. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to discuss the Danton Heinen PTO, what it means for competition in training camp, and also touch on the captain's practice yesterday and the likely next captain of the Boston Bruins being front and center afterwards. A quick reminder, you can find the podcast on social media at Locked NHL Bruins. You can find me, my dad jokes, hockey thoughts, at Ian C. McLaren. And let's get right into it, shall we? Beginning with a PTO signed by Danton Heinen with the Boston Bruins on Tuesday. A PTO, of course, is a professional tryout offer, meaning Heinen will be at training camp, but without the guarantee of an NHL contract. He will have to try to earn one in camp. Heinen is a former Boston Bruin. He uh, was drafted 116th overall in the fourth round back in 2014. He's 28 years old. And spent a few seasons with the Boston Bruins, putting up career highs in points back in 2017, 2018 with 47, 16 goals, 31 assists in 77 games. He was traded back in 2020 to the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for Nick Ritchie and didn't really have a great time in Anaheim. He scored 10 goals in 52 games before jumping on with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And that's where he spent his past two seasons. He signed a one-year, $1.1 million contract in 2021-22. And he had a pretty good season that year for the Penguins in a bottom six role. 76 games played, 18 goals, which was a career high. 15 assists for 33 total points. He scored three goals in seven playoff games in 2022 as well. Last season, not as productive. He was playing on a one-year, $1 million contract. Eight goals, 14 assists for 22 points in 65 games. 
and he did not earn another contract with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They decided to move on, and that allowed him to become a pretty desirable free agent, you would think. A guy who scored 18 goals a couple seasons ago. You would think that there would have been a bit more action, but for the time being, he's in Bruins training camp. Now, this doesn't mean that he will be in black and gold this coming season. The Bruins, as we'll discuss coming up in the second segment, have a bunch of options in the bottom six and another PTO that was already signed by Alex Chason a couple weeks ago. So Heinen could come to Bruins training camp, not get a deal, but show other teams what he's still capable of and perhaps sign elsewhere. Or he meshes again with his University of Denver coach, Jim Montgomery, and finds a scoring touch once again and proves that he belongs in the Bruins' bottom six. He played two seasons for Jim Montgomery at the University of Denver. 16 goals in 40 games one season. 20 goals in 41 games, including 48 total points in 2015-2016 before jumping on with the Providence Bruins and beginning his pro career. So he has a track record of success in Boston. He has a track record of success under Bruins head coach Jim Montgomery. So we'll see if he's able to, yeah, feel comfortable in Boston, put in a good showing in training camp during the exhibition season and earn a contract with the Boston Bruins. Now the Bruins, of course, right up against the cap at the moment, they have 400 and $29,000 in available cap space. That's with 12 forwards under contract, eight defensemen, and two goalies. So already they're one under the max of 23. And two PTOs on the books. Some other guys at the AHL level who could conceivably uh, fight for time. So we're going to have a really interesting training camp battle on our hands as to who will make the Bruins out of training camp, who's going to slot where, who's going to take these bottom six spots. And uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how it all shakes out. And we'll talk more about these training camp battles coming up after the break. All right, I need to talk to you all about bird dogs here for a moment because... I've got a couple pairs of shorts, a pair of pants in recent weeks, and I simply cannot take them off. They are so incredibly comfortable. They have this stretch khaki design that fits slimmer through the thigh and leg, and they also have these liners, cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also have an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool all day long. I wore these to a baseball game last week, sitting in the sun, just felt so cool and comfortable. Now, birddogs.com right now, enter promo code NHL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. 
That's birddogs.com slash NHL for a free water bottle at checkout. I have a Yeti-style tumbler that is perfect for some cool beverages. It's still very hot out right now. We're having a heat wave. Bird dogs are functional for any occasion. Golfing, date night, evening out, pool, workout, lounging, even work. I'm wearing some right now, and they are so comfortable. You don't want to miss this great deal from Bird Dogs. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day every single day. We are still at three episodes per week here through September 18th, and then we'll be going daily as training camp begins. On the next episode, which will likely drop Friday, I'm going to take a look around the Eastern Conference and rank how Boston's center depth matches up with the competition. It's a real uh, big question heading into this season. What we do know is that the Bruins are flush with wingers who will be competing for spots in the bottom six. Let's be honest. The guys you can take a Sharpie and put at the top of the lineup, you have Pavel Zaka, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, Jake DeBrusque, and Charlie Coyle. After that, it gets a bit murky. James Van Riemsdyk likely will get a shot in the top six on the left side. Morgan Geeky, Trent Frederick, penciled in on the third line. But there is going to be some pretty heavy competition elsewhere. You have Milan Lucic, who was signed to a $1 million one-year deal. You have Van Riemsdyk, who I mentioned, on the one-year, $1 million contract. Jesper Boekvist was signed at seven hundred and seventy-five grand. AJ Greer still under contract. Uh, the Bruins signed Patrick Brown, can, presumably to play fourth-line center. Plus, we now have these two PTOs. Danton Heinen, who we talked about in segment one, plus Alex Chason, who brings some power play scoring prowess to the table. Now, assuming Heinen and Chason earn contracts, that would put them at 14 forwards, so someone would have to be sent down to the AHL. I would assume it would be Patrick Brown, although he was given a two-year contract at $800,000 per year. All of this is before we take into account some youngsters who will be trying to earn a spot on the opening night roster out of camp. Your John Beechers, Georgie Merkulov, perhaps John Farinacci, who was just signed after he didn't uh, agree to terms with the Arizona Coyotes. Fabian Lysel. Brett Harrison, perhaps, although he's a bit on the younger side. Oscar Steen, Jacob Lauko, Mark McLaughlin, uh, veteran Jason Megna. These are guys that you expect to come out swinging in training camp, really make an impression, and... Um, Crack the opening night roster. Lauko, for sure, I think would be up there after, you know, the way he played last season, appeared in the playoffs. 
So it's going to be really interesting to see who makes the team out of training camp. Do they roll with a fourth line of Greer, Lauko, Patrick Brown? Does Milan Lucic play on the third line or do you put him down on the fourth line? Who's going to be line mates with Geeky and Frederick? You know, those two guys are pretty versatile. Can both play center or wing? Frederick on the left side. Geeky can play on the right side. Frederick also has played on the right side at times. We thought that things were pretty much set after they signed Jesper Bokvist. That was announced prior to uh, Patrice Bergeron retiring. So the assumption was, well, the money that they were going to pass on to Bergeron, it's all taken up here with these contracts signed by Lucic, Van Riemsdyk, Brown, Bokvist. But now they go out and sign these two guys to professional tryouts. Not only ramping up the internal competition, but really making it difficult for some of the younger guys to jump up and grab a spot. And I saw some people on Twitter complaining about this. Why are they adding these players when you have young guys ready to step up? Well, there's no guarantee that any of these guys are going to be able to make an impact over the course of an 82-game season. Some of these guys are still pretty young. Beecher's only 22. Merkulov, Farinacci, both 22. Uh, Lysel and Harrison, still 20 years old. Now, Steen at 25. Lauko at 23. Mark McLaughlin, 24. These are the players that I expected to be challenging for roster spots. And that still could be the case. You know, when it comes to Patrick Brown, AJ Greer, even Jesper Bokvist, they're all making, you know, six figures. So they're easily variable at the AHL level. Uh, they would have to go through waivers. And that's always an interesting spot prior to the beginning of the season when teams dump a bunch of guys on waivers hoping that they clear in order to be assigned to the AHL and be available for call-up in the event of injury, what have you, later on in the season. You see so many guys go on waivers, many clear, but some don't. Um, Brown, with two years left on his deal, probably more likely to clear than a Bokvist or an A.J. Greer, who are younger. Uh, the guys on the AHL deals are more easily variable. Steen, Lauko would have to go through waivers, however, um, meaning it's a very real possibility that either could be snagged if they don't make the opening night roster. So it's going to be extremely interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, the opportunities there for James Van Riemsdyk to be a top six winger. Failing that, if he doesn't show up in camp, doesn't impress, who knows what could be in his future. Lucic could be on the verge of being a 13th forward for the Bruins. Uh, but Bolkvist, Shason, Heinen, Brown, 
in a real dogfight to make the team. And again, if Shason and Heinen are going to make the team, the Bruins will have to clear some space in order to sign them to begin with, seeing as they only have one, or sorry, $500,000 in available cap space. You demote Brown, Career, Bulkfist, sign these guys to minimums. It's possible. Or there's still the possibility of a trade here, uh, specifically on the blue line, as you have five guys over the $300 million mark. So Don Sweeney still has some work cut out for him. He's making things a bit more challenging for himself by adding these PTOs and having to sort that out, but also creating that internal competition so that the Bruins can put together the best possible team. The thing I like about Heinen is he's very strong defensively as well. Um, The Bruins could have a very good mix of scorers in the bottom six, but you need that defensive responsibility there as well. And uh, he certainly brings that to the table. Training camp still a couple weeks away yet. Could be a trade being worked on. There could be, um, yeah, just some shuffling in terms of the roster. Still some work yet to be done for Don Sweeney in advance of the season. And uh, I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Keep it locked to Locked On Boston Bruins for all the latest when it comes to the black and gold. Coming up after the break, Brad Marchand was front and center on Tuesday after the captain's practice. Although the Bruins do not have a captain at the moment, certainly looks like he could be the guy to wear the C for at least a few years. Thanks so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. Each new episode automatically added to your feeds for you to download listen, and enjoy. The Bruins held their first captain's practice on Tuesday at Warrior Ice Arena. Sick logo at center ice, uh, similar to the one that I have on my hat, for those of you who are watching on YouTube. Yellow B with the black spokes surrounding it. I'm very excited about the centennial look that is going to be revealed coming up in a few days. Brad Marchand was one of the veterans in attendance, setting the tone early, setting the example by getting out on the ice at the first opportunity. He said the captaincy isn't something that he's really thinking about too much. It would be a big honor to be in the leadership group, he said. When you look at the guys that have been there before, Patrice Bergeron, Sedeno Chara, most recently, but he said they've always done it collectively as a group, and regardless of who wears it, it's a collective thing. Uh, David Krejci was a leader on the team. He's gone, obviously. Chara, Tukarask. Now Milan Lucic is coming back, and he will be a leader on this team. Make no mistake about it. But Marshawn has been here Since the beginning, the lone holdover from the 2011 team, minus assistant coach Chris Kelly. He's been through 2013, 2019 heartbreaks, game seven, um, multiple suspensions, licking faces, two 100-point seasons, and establishing himself as a premier winger at the NHL level. 
David Pasternak, Charlie McAvoy are younger and could very well don the C. But right now, it seems as though it's going to be Brad Marchand. Now, Marchand said when they had Bergeron, Chara, basically two captains, and that just bleeds through the lineup. Um, And it was the same with Bergeron. It wasn't just a one-man show. Leadership is expected, you know, from everybody up and down the lineup, and they're going to do that again this season. But the expectation is that there will be a C on Marchand's jersey. Charlie Coyle said, Marshawn's work ethic is just top of the charts. Every time he's in the gym, when people are watching, behind closed doors, even in the locker room, whether he's got to set the example in whatever situation, he's always brought it. Even when Chara was there, even when Bergeron was there, he's always been there and done his part, and he's only gotten better at it too over the years. Now, the Bruins could very well give the captaincy to David Pasternak, their best player, Charlie McAvoy, their best defenseman. They're still young and many years ahead of them in black and gold. But, again, Marshawn has been through the ringer. He has literally seen it all in the NHL. And even though he's up there in age, and let's be honest, only a few years remaining in his career, a handful of years, let's say, seeing as he is 35 years old. He is the right choice at this time, and it would put a real exclamation mark on quite a career trajectory for Brad Marchand, and we'll talk about that more when, I mean, if and when, but likely when that announcement is made. And that could come as soon as when the New jerseys are revealed, I believe, on the 16th. What better way to kick off the centennial by revealing these new jerseys and having Brad come out with the C on his chest? Now, of course, a lot of players lost from last year's team, including Bergeron, Krejci, Nick Foligno, Taylor Hall, short-term rentals, Tyler Bertuzzi, Garnet Hathaway, Dmitry Orlov. Connor Clifton, Thomas Noshik, some guys coming into the room. We've talked about this here earlier in this episode. Lucic, Bulkfist, Brown, Chason, Geeky, Shattenkirk on the blue line, James Van Riemsdyk. The captain will have an important job to enable a smooth transition to help everybody feel welcome in the room and uh, also help the team rebound from last year's disappointing result and exceed expectations, which will be lower certainly this year. So won't be an easy job for the captain this year. Have to face the media after more losses than last season, answer questions on a nightly basis. Uh, But Marshawn, I believe, is up to the task, and, and it certainly looks like he will be the next captain of the Boston Bruins. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. Again, on Friday, we'll be back looking at center depth around the Eastern Conference and where the Bruins rank at this present moment. Please do hit that subscribe button if you haven't already and uh, join me here daily on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast beginning again on September 18th. 
We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every day. And uh, please do take care of yourselves and each other today, friends. We'll talk to you again here on the next episode of Locked On Boston Bruins.